This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. Black Coffee Northwest, a black-owned business in Shoreline, has been the site of vandalism, racial harassment, and most recently a burglary, leaving the owners of the young company looking for support and resolution to the ongoing problems, which the owners believe could be racially motivated. With me to talk about this issue is Darnisha Weary, owner of Black Coffee Northwest. Good morning, Darnisha. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. That's good. Uh, Darnisha, let's talk a little bit about the business in general, first of all. You know, what type of business is it? Where are you guys located? And why did you decide to open up a shop in Shoreline? Yeah, so we are Black Coffee Northwest. Um, We're a community coffee shop and community center. So we're really a coffee shop and community hub in the Shoreline area. And we decided to open in Shoreline because we live there. Um, There's a large black community out in that area. And we just didn't have a place to be and a place to go and a place to come um, as a community and as a family. So that's why we opened it. And it's youth-centered, so we cater to all of our staff of youth. And we do lots of youth programming and just community work in general. Right. And how long have you guys been in business? We have been in business at this location since October of 2020. So we opened up just about a year ago. Okay. Now, you guys, since even I think before opening, I think you guys had some issues, uh, you know, harassment, vandalism, et cetera. Can you kind of talk about some of the issues that you guys have been dealing with? Absolutely. So even before we opened the building, we had um, an attempted, well, we had an attempted arson. So we had someone who vandalized our building and then tried to, to blow it up, <laughs> set it on fire. And so they were tried multiple times. And then shortly after that, we had swastikas drawn in our building. Um, we had things written in our building that asked, told us to not be in this neighborhood, to go away, to go back. Um, we had a recent break-in. In the last two weeks, we've had two break-ins and a burglary happen at our location. Um, and someone, again, uh, vandalized the building with some hate speech on the walls on the outside. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a journey for us uh, to keep this place going. But we are determined to, to rise above it and to keep pushing. Right. And I also understand that um, I guess people have come through the drive-through um, with uh, racial slurs or insults directed to some of the staff as well. Is that correct? It is correct. So we have our drive through window. People would go through our drive through window and just say uh, racial slurs at our staff, who, again, are all young. Um, and it was just an awful and terrible experience for them to have to experience that every single day. Wow. 
Now, according to the King County Sheriff's Office, there are two incidents that they are investigating, uh, but you've outlined more than two incidents. You know, what happened with the other incidents? Were they not reported to the police, or did they just fail to investigate them, or did they just kind of close the case? Yeah, so the very first incident with the fire, I mean, they just failed to follow through and investigate the case. I mean, they don't want to they don't want to call it as a racial incident. They just want to act like it's a regular old fire. But there was, you know, hate speech involved. And then um, we called the police for another uh, incident, and they came in just very aggressive. Um, they just they showed up in an aggressive manner. I was just not safe uh, for my my black husband and our black family. So we did not report the the last few recent incidents due to that. And they just haven't followed up or been cooperative with us. Mm. Now I also understand that you guys have some uh, groups that from time to time congregate in your parking lot. Can you kind of talk about that as well? We do. So we just have, um, we have some groups from the QAnon. Um, I had to actually do some research on that. Um, that would just show up in our parking lot. We had some, uh, some supporters in our, in our parking lot. They would just show up with flags and signs and just kind of sit there and, and want to intimidate us intimidate our staff and so they just come and sit in the parking lot we ask them to leave there's been a couple times where they've gotten aggressive with us um, but we're also just thankful that our community will show up and support us and protect our building so but they do come very boldly to black coffee yeah mm. now what what type of response have you received um first we'll start with just with the responses you received from uh the local government out there, the local agencies uh, in Shoreline, whether it's the police, the, the city as a whole, um, the county, you know, what types of support have you guys received or have not received that you would expect? I would say that the, yeah, our, the community, there's some in the community that don't, that understand what's happening and don't want this to be the story of Shoreline, Washington, right? They don't want Shoreline to, they want Shoreline to be a better place. Um, but we certainly have folks in the community and in the city that just don't know what to do because they have been blinded by the racism for so long or kind of been living in their bubbles <laughs> and haven't realized that the black experience has been much different from their experience in Shoreline. And so they're just starting to, to become aware of that. But they don't know what to do. That's simply just what it is. They have no idea what to do or how to respond. Um, although they've been, quote, unquote, doing the work and working towards, you know, uh, knowing how to respond to you know, all the meetings, all the planning, but now that it's happened, they don't know how to respond or what to do. Right. And then what about the response from just the, gen the general public out there um, in the community? Uh, how, is, how is their response? Is that, have they been, you know, really helpful and supportive, or has it been, you know, half empty, half full? I would say our community in Shoreline has been 100% supportive and they're showing up. Um, I love that people are coming from all over the state to come and visit Black Coffee and patronize our business. And so we've had some really great community support. And that's really what keeps us going is that the community sees how important this is, how important this institution is in this neighborhood and community, and they don't want it to go away. And so we've had some great community support, and I love that. So that's what it's about. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're in your first year of business, which is always tough. Uh, then you also um, are sitting here in the middle of a pandemic, which is, makes things even more difficult. Um, and then you're dealing with all these other issues. You know, how difficult is that for you guys to, to, to navigate right about now? And from a financial perspective, how is all of this 
um, you know, impacted your business? Whew. First, let's just say we're just exhausted, right? It's exhausting to do all of that. We, we've never had a brick and mortar business and with any business owner, there's unexpected expenses and one of our grinders went down and running a coffee shop is expensive. The overhead is expensive. So we've definitely, we, we felt it, you know, we felt the strain, um, but we're just going to keep pushing. You know, we felt the strain has affected our business. We opened in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we want to keep our community safe. We want to keep our staff safe. And so it has affected how we've been able to start up. Um, it's been slower, a slower startup. And then financially, it's it's cost us a lot, <laughs> a lot more than we expected, um, especially even with all of these repairs and then just staff morale and making sure that they feel appreciated and, and important in our business. So it definitely has affected our business, the bottom line, for sure. Right. And speaking of the staff, you know, you mentioned before that you guys have uh, a young, very, a young staff. You know how? You know approximately how many staff members do you have, and what would you say their age range falls between? So we have a ten staff. We have ten baristas, and their age between sixteen and twenty-four. Okay, and with them being so young and all the stuff going on, you know, how is this affecting them mentally, um, and how are you guys really helping them cope with it? In addition to trying to cope with these issues yourself. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. The most important part for us is to make sure our staff felt safe. I mean, we, we created Black Coffee as a safe place for Black youth. And so then it automatically, it, it instantly became unsafe because of the community around us. And so we have brought in mental health therapists. We talk about this every day. We check in. We want to make sure that our staff are okay. We're not about just coming and make coffee and, you know, like make money. And that's the, that's the goal. The goal is that there are they're well-rounded people and young, young, young black uh, leaders. And so we want to make sure we talk about mental health. We talk about those things freely. How are they feeling? We check in. They definitely felt it. They felt it. We had lots of tears, lots of fear, lots of um, surprise, not understanding why this is happening because they are young. And so, but they are resilient. They are strong. But we also tell them that you don't always have to be strong. Right. There are some times where you can just feel overwhelmed and you can just feel what you feel. And that's OK. So we talk a lot about how do you feel in this moment right now? Um, and we want to help them learn how to cope and, um, yeah, and cope and just continue to still be excellent. Right. And Darnisha, we're talking to Darnisha Weary, uh, owner of Black Coffee Northwest in Shoreline, Washington. You mentioned earlier um, that, you know, you guys had a few. I guess, interactions or slash altercations uh, with people um, who have been uh, in your parking lot and um, things of that nature. You know, can you kind of describe, how, you know, I guess the how the es- how that escalated or what that was like? I mean, was it, um, I mean, were they literally like in your face? Was it a, a more of an argument where they were getting very aggressive with you uh and your staff or you know what is what is that i guess what does that engagement look like for those of us um you know who are a little further away and can't just travel to black coffee you know within like five or ten minutes but more importantly just kind of paint this picture for what that really looks like out there in shoreline at your uh outside of your business right now yeah like it it, it felt like a tv show so we would have these trucks and these big american flags kind of pull into our parking lot and just sit there. And I'm always eyes on because our staff is our family. You know, these are young, uh, young black leaders in the community. And so 
when these trucks would pull in, you know, I'm automatically up and out the door. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, I'll just watch for a little bit, but you're not there for anything good if you're showing up aggressively like that. And so I will just ask them if you could just leave, you know, like just leave. And then they will be aggressive with us. And we have people hop out of their car. Um, and I'm thankful that we have uh, some black brothers that come down and, and help and support. You know, my husband's there. And, you know, we we just tell them to go. We're just adamant. You got to leave. Leave. We don't care. Like, we, we, we don't want to hear what you have to say leave and so to us it's more important to protect the youth that are inside um and to protect our business but that's most important is that we want our we want the kids to be safe no matter what so we ask them to leave it, it's escalated multiple times um we've had women that have come in and have tried to throw things at our staff or just just the behavior is just it's outrageous because these are adults these are grown adults, and if you look at it, our staff is 16. You know, they're kids. Um, but these are grown adults who are just that mad and that are that racist and that fuel that they don't care about their kids. They'll come in and call them a racial slur or throw something at them and think that they're going to get away with that. And they don't. We call them out in that behavior every single time, every single day. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Darnisha, how can people in our community best support, uh, best help, uh, you and your staff, and more importantly, support Black Coffee. I would say we, we come patronize us. We're on the internet. We're on our. We have our merch um, online. So patronizing us would be really great. Or just come out and just and, and see and feel it. People that come out say that it's a vibe. You know, it, it's definitely Black excellence everywhere. You will see yourself all over our walls, in our marketing, and all of our staff. So it's definitely a place of joy and community and love and. We say that black coffee gives you the energy that you give it. And so if you come in and you're just ready, if you just come in and you're all about community um, and doing something good, we say just come on out and check it out. And then spread the message and spread the word about who we are and what we're trying to do. We really want to be a model for communities out there, especially in very white communities that, um, that black people are here. We are excellent. We're going to persevere. We're going to push through. We're going to open more locations, and we're going to keep going because we want to create something better for our kids and our youth. And um, they're here to make change, and so we're just going to continue to support and make it happen. All right. Well, Darnisha, I'm going to ask you to give your uh, address uh, to our listening audience and also along uh, with how they can connect with you guys, including um, your website and your social media handles. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we are on all social media networks at Black Coffee NW. Um, our address, is, we are located, our, our website is www.blackcoffeenw.com, and we are located at 16743 Aurora Avenue North in Shoreline, Washington. We're open every day from 6.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., but we are closed on Sunday. Um, we call it Mental Health Sunday, just a day for our staff to take a day off and rest. All right. All right. Well, Darnisha, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show um, and, you know, just offer some encouragement to you and your staff um, to keep on doing what you're doing because you're doing some some great things uh, for the community out there in Shoreline, especially uh, when you talk about employing and empowering uh, our youth. So I want to just encourage you to keep doing what you're doing uh, and following your mission with Black Coffee Northwest. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're going to keep going.
All right. Have a good weekend.